Welcome to The Time Is Now. I am your host, Michael Stafford. It is Tuesday, June the 22nd, and we having a heat wave on the West Coast. My goodness, man, stay inside, and you can't walk your dogs. Your feet will catch on fire. Right now, in the NHL, we have a tight race in the semis, and are the Bucks, the Tampa Bay Bucks, a shoe-in to win it all again? Why even watch? But first, the Slim Reaper is defeated. <laughs> Get it? Defeat with the big long feet because he's on the top. Okay. Anyways, we're going to have a great show this week. We got Anthony Cobbs back again, back on the show, his home from AC Sports Live. And he's one half of 1585 show. We're going to have a great one, like I said. So sit back, relax, and I'll see you on the other side. Live in the building. What's up, my brother? What's going on, bro? Welcome back home. I'm going to call it home for you. Nobody's been on the show more than you have. <laughs> How much you paying? I'm staying. <laughs> I give I give you a percentage of the proceeds per streaming. So if my streams go up, you get a cut, my brother. We go 50-50. Sounds good to me. <laughs> man, oh man, oh man. Where do we begin? Mm, mm, mm. You know, we got to start. We got to start with yo, Philly cheesesteaks. Man. Yo, Philly, Philly, Philly. Man, <laughs> blow it up. Blow it up. What you mean by that? Blow it up. The process is finny, finished, <laughs> in, fin, kaput, over. It is not gonna work man we we hung in there as long as we could um it's just not a good combination man it's just time to, to rethink the whole thing uh, i know everybody's hard on my man ben simmons i roll with you ben i roll with you as long as i could man the wheels just came off you are now in that mental uh dark place he's in the sunken place with sunken Mar place with markel folks where that basket is a sunken place and he just did not want to go and, and go home like happy gilmore said don't you want to go to your home are you too good for your home i mean shoot i mean but i feel bad for my brother man he is Why? mentally he is mentally shook and Why, what, pay a million dollars to, to and, and, hundreds and, of millions of dollars ain't nothing to do with how much he gets paid he is mentally shook and he will never be the same his his athletic career is in the balance right now and mentally his whole life has been basketball. I watched his documentary. This is this is like he said. This is who I am, and it's sad to say that the guy is talented, as God-given ability-wise talented as he is. That he is mentally gun shy. He's like a punch drunk boxer. There's no recovering from this. He will forever be haunted by this. He can find solace in a small market somewhere, but. He can't never go back to Philadelphia. I think it's a wrap. I mean, he ain't even safe in the streets in Philly right now. I mean, he he got to have an escort. I mean, it's it's bad, man. It's 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 like it's his life, bro. It's like a, it's like a Giants fan at the Dodger game, bro. You gotta. He can't go to Seven Eleven. He can't go oh, to the man. supermarket. I mean, dude, I'm pretty sure people are throwing vegetable cans in their shopping cart and and looking at him crazy at the supermarket. Like, look here, bro. Look 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 look. I'm gonna shoot. Watch this. This is how you shoot. <laughs> Matter of fact, I'm going to dunk this cereal box in my shopping cart. Watch this. Dunk. Because you're afraid to dunk the ball. Yeah. Past the yeah. Ball, huh? And bad now, I saw Ben Simmons at the supermarket holding all his groceries in his hand because he wanted to put nothing in the, in the shopping cart. 
<laughs> it's like that dude who was catching those babies here. I was catching them better than Aguilar. <laughs> man, man. I mean, yeah. I mean, I've been getting on my man. I've been getting on my man since since the pass. Since he went to the basket and passed the ball, I've been on his head. I mean, as much as I can blame Doc for leaving me in there. And I was like, why Why is he even in there? If you know, as a, if I always kind of like uh, go back to boxing, how a manager's job is to protect his fighter. Doc didn't protect his gun shy superstar that he milked and, and, and coddled the whole season and didn't demand of him to do anything but what he does and that is just be out there as a, a long defender and then when he was not able to stop trey young and they had to put thibel on him i'm like well now he's no longer he's not even no longer even needed we got thibel so we still got a guard a herder which they put seth curry on we're gonna get to all that because i'm about to bust this all up bust it up man. man i'm gonna bust it up bust it up okay need some hair busters maybe those hair busters we gonna okay anyways you're not wrong about anything you said. I wanted you to get all your passion and it ain't even there. I, I'm on calm down now. No, I, you calm. For, yeah, I, I know. That's why I didn't bother you yesterday. I'm calm now. I was hot yesterday. I was hot as fish grease. I just wanted you to get all that off your chest, my brother. I got a whole lot, but I'm, I'll, I'll calm down, bro. You, this your show, bro. I'm just visiting. <laughs> what you want to talk about? I got, I got to break this down. Yes. About let's start with Doc. I'm gonna start with Doc because you know I am not a fan of Doc at all. Everybody knows me for I've said he's been overrated since before Slice was bred. Okay, that 08 championship. Uh, who they beat? They beat the Lakers in 08. They just got Pau Gasol that February. Okay, they went six games. They beat them because they had the only big three in the league. Then once again, you have Bynum and Ariza who are not being able to play. So you had an incomplete roster with a newly put together roster. You beat them. You feel good about it. You go back the next season. Kevin Garnett's hurt. Okay, I understand that. But you let the Mavericks come in and beat you. And we still don't get the matchup. We don't get the rematch of Kobe and the big three. Then he come back again the next year. You finally make it back. Once again, the only big three in the league which forces LeBron to make his heatles. We're going to get back to that. He does that, and it gets to the finals. The Lakers beat them in seven. So what has he done? He goes to the Clippers there for seven years. He doesn't do more than Vinny Del Negro, okay? Uh -huh. The man he replaced. He did nothing with Lob City. Lob City was the best team in L.A. as Kobe was hobbling out the door. He did nothing. They could not get past the second round, getting swept sometimes in the first round. No man has lost more 3-1 leads in the history of the game. That says something. This man in this series, in this very series, against the Hawks, had a lead of 18 points in the second half, lost that. Had another lead of 25 points in the second half, lost that. So that is all on his resume. He's done nothing. People understand, people understand, he 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 was about to get traded away before they got the big three. They were about to ship him out. They were getting lottery picks, he was so bad. So with all that said, this ain't his fault. <laughs> with all that said, this is not his fault. And I'll tell you why. Because this is his first season there, and they've been Simmons. This is an organizational thing. When they had when they had uh, the coach before, Brett Brown was in there. And he was in there. He coddled him. The, the company coddled him. They did not force him to work on his game. He is probably the one player who won Rookie of the Year, by the way, who's not gotten better since his rookie season. How does that happen in the NBA? When all your only obligation is to keep your body, make your body your temple, and to work on your game. What are you doing all summer besides messing with one of the Jenner girls? He was playing video games. He was playing, he was playing, put the hole in the socket. That's what he was doing. He was not <laughs> working on his jumper. My man shot 34% from the line. 
Okay. Now, with Doc Rivers, and then he, of course, he shoots. I think he shot five shots in all seven games of the fourth quarter. Hey. How does that happen? You don't shoot a shot in game seven in the fourth quarter. When you have a game tie and dunk, you go ahead and pass the ball to a guy who shoots free throws almost as bad as you. Stop it. <laughs> so this makes no sense. The fact of the matter is we have someone who is similar to him in Zoe, Lonzo, um, Lonzo Ball, who's actually worked on his three. He actually completely changed his shot. He did that in one summer. And like their games are compared because they're, they're both defensive minded, both pass first guards who are long, point guards who are long. So they've been compared. And now it's looking like Lonzo Ball would be a much better fit in Philly. Because now he's a restricted free agent. They might do a signing trade with New Orleans, but New Orleans looked everybody, every GM in the league saw this game as like, I don't think we want Ben Simmons in that big old contract. <laughs> like, so is he tradable? Um, so you have a Philly has a dilemma. But yeah. no matter what that dilemma is, Seth Curry, I'm saying is Seth Curry needs to be your point guard moving forward. Needs to be your point guard who is shoot first, just like his brother. Now, they still could work this because if you look at Ben Simmons, he's actually, if you think about it, he's very similar to Draymond Green. Mm. Yeah, he is. So why? So then we go back to Doc. Why are you not utilizing him as such? Only use it, utilize him in the fast break offense and where Draymond can orchestrate the offense, even in the half-court set. Have Seth running off some curls like his brother. He can shoot just as well as Steph if you watch the game. So you have these different pieces you can move, but Doc Rivers fails to make adjustments. So that's all I have to say about that when I really look at it. When I talk about all the different coaches in the league, he's one of the ones that I feel like is very overrated. He's one of them. The one who's underrated who beat him, Nate McMillan. Got yeah. Nate McMillan's underrated. That's why the Hawks are doing that. Ty Lue is underrated, being the only head coach to come down from 3-1 deficit in the finals. So when you look at Ty Lue, you look at uh, Doc Rivers, they're, elite, they're the polar opposites of one another. The polar opposites. So you got Ty Lue doing his thing. And you got Monty Williams, who people turn their back on, who's doing his thing. I'm looking at all these different coaches. You got Coach Bud, to me, he's overrated. Because of Coach Bud, I feel like Atlanta could beat them. Does Milwaukee have the better team? Yes. But we'll go ahead and see if you could just roll out with the best team and win. I think the Bucks should win, but I would not be surprised if Atlanta wins this Eastern Conference Final. What are you going to say about the Eastern Conference Finals way it's poking out to be? Uh, I just think that what the Bucks did to the Nets gave them the 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 push to go ahead and finish this thing off. They have enough guys um, after Giannis. You figure, you know, with Drew Middleton, Middleton has actually solidified him, I mean, solidified himself as, you know, uh, a bona fide go-to guy. I mean, I, I equate what he's done in the last couple of games where they needed him to show up to what Paul George is doing for the Clippers. And okay. that he has definitely been the other all-star to Giannis. And um, I think Budin can only mess it up. I think they had enough guys on the court that know how to play at a high level, be it Giannis, Drew, and Middleton, and the others. I think they have plenty to beat the Hawks. I think the Hawks were an inferior team to the Philadelphia 76ers. But like you said, Doc did not make the proper adjustments. I could have beat the Hawks with the lineup that the Sixers have. Uh, and I'm not even a basketball coach, but I know that Dwight Howard was in their wrecking shop and he never got more than five minutes of playing time. I saw Shake Milton got three minutes of playing time. And uh, it's just bad. It's just bad. Uh, 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 well, Dwight was getting a lot of stupid fouls. He was doing the same thing he did with the Lakers. And hey, that's why Vogel benched him. I wasn't mad at him, though. He was roughing people up. I wanted him to shots, I wanted yeah. him to rough. I wanted him to muck it up because Trey Young and them was in there smiling too much. 
So I'm thinking life was too easy for them, them, them small guards. You got Trey Young and, and Lemon Pepper Lou just skating through the through the key like it's um like it's something to do. I think big guys should still own the paint, and I think Dwight Howard's putting his stamp on the game. But uh, that's uh water under the bridge. The East, well, you know, John Collins baptized your boy Embiid. So well, yeah, well, NB got a soft gene. You know, he got a soft gene in him. You know, he get he get hard when he want to get hard, but he gets soft most of the time. So I roll with Embiid because he's on the Sixers, but I, I could take or leave Embiid. I would love to have another superstar. I would love to have somebody like Giannis who's going to play super hard and not do all that flopping. But man, I, Embiid hurt my spirit because you know me, I'm 100% African, okay? Both of my oh, parents man. are from West Africa. Now, I see Embiid in there. You're not playing like how we do, okay? I see Embiid. He's too soft. Where what? I come from, Africans, we're not soft at all. But this boy out here, he is too soft. Too well, soft. He was very soft in the press conference. Throwing, throwing, throwing him under the bus. bus indirectly. I said, that's worse. Throwing him under the bus oh, indirectly was worse than saying, my man Ben got to play play better. I mean, I got to play better. I had eight turnovers. And Ben, I mean, I'm going to need my men to be a number two. I'm going to need him to dunk that ball. If you're going to call him out, call yeah, him out. Yeah, call him out. That's how we got to hold each other accountable, man. We're not going to get better. Get, I mean, when he when he did that, and they showed, they showed MB's reaction, and he gave him a dap, saying it's all good. No, bro. Like Shaq said in the postgame, I would have punched him in the mouth. What's wrong with you, man? You're trying to win a championship here. Shaq said he would have knocked him out in the locker room with all that pa the, the passive behavior, man. What's going on with you, man? If you can't get right, get out the game. Just imagine man. if the Mamba, just imagine if the Mamba was on the Sixers and he's playing with Ben Simmons and he was acting like that. He would have did him just like he did Clarkson. You're playing real light skin right now. And that's coming from a light skin dude in yourself. I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm from a different block. I'm from a different area, though. Nah, I mean, yeah, I, I remember you, man. <laughs> I'm a little, we, we, I said, I said, I, I've always had to protect my my pretty side. Like the Compton cats always always come at me, but I was like, you're gonna have to like when when Collins got in Ben's face and he didn't change face expressions. Mm. I'm like, oh, we ain't got no heart. That's what the difference between Draymond Green and Ben Simmons is. Draymond got heart. At least Draymond will shoot the ball and dunk it. So he at least try, yeah. Yeah, at least give it a shot. If this yeah. is the shot I have to take. So just to get off the Simmons tip though, man. The the Bucks to me seem like a very, very strong team. And um, I'm not even sure if the Suns or the the Clippers can fade them right there, man. But that get but that test they had versus the Nets, that might have been a battle test that kind of put them over the top, despite the shortcomings of Budenholzer. I think the team itself is, is is a veteran squad to the point where they don't need a lot of scheming. If they can get beyond the fact that Giannis has no bag of tricks, he's just back up and go. But then you can also dime that thing to Middleton or Drew Holiday or whoever else, Connaughton, whoever else you want to get the ball to. They got some guys. Now, I know you're going to transition to the West, but for me, I believe the Bucks beat the Hawks in five. Okay. I, the thing is, I agree talent-wise, they should beat them in five because of Budenholzer and everything I saw. Because you gotta, we got to remember, the Nets were hobbled. The Nets were hobbled, and they still went seven. And if, if, if Bigfoot's foot don't hit the line, they lose. Yeah. It was a big foot away from losing that series. And, and you see the, the deficiencies in the play calling and the lack of adjustments. The fact that you have a size dynamic, you're the bigger team, and you don't use that to your advantage. You don't put Brooke Lopez's butt in the paint. I don't give a damn if you can shoot the three. That's great. That's just a bonus. Yeah. But, but when you are talking, so you got to use your different things. Okay, if you play against the Suns, okay, have Brooke outside because eight ain't no punk. Right. So bring him outside and shoot that three on him, Brooke. But when you go against the Nets who got no inside presence, you need to dunk on their head like Giannis was doing. 
So it, it's just a, and I understand they say, well, you put Brook Lopez out there so you can spread the floor for Giannis. I hear you. You don't have to do that. You can do high and low. You have, you can have, still have Brook Lopez 15 foot from the basket. Yeah. You can do all those different things. It's easy. And then Brook is a good passer. You can get Giannis easier looks in the paint by bringing Brook closer to the action. And well, then you can have Brooke up top to get some some pick and rolls with Drew because Drew can get off the snipe. Drew was struggling until the fourth quarter, so yeah. it's a lot of th- it's a lot of holes in the coach's strategy to where Nate McMillan could expose that. And it's never been an easier role for the finals for Nate McMillan in his history. There's no LeBron to go up against anymore. Yeah, there's well, no Kobe in the West when he had Portland and Kobe's. There's none of that's there anymore. So now, hey, I see Nate doing it. I I was agreed to say that they should. But I would not be surprised if, if if Atlanta won. And we're not even gonna talk about the Nets. We we were blazing them all week or all a couple of days. The Nets next year will be a lot better. And Nash is actually surprisingly better of a coach than I thought he would be. He has some deficiency, but he's a rookie. Next yeah. year, you, you can't just throw a team together, play eight, ten games, and say I'm gonna win a championship. It don't work like that, Playboy. No. So I I I I get it. So we let, like you said, let's transition to the West. We're gonna talk about. I'm gonna talk about Clippers first. I don't even want to talk about Utah. You know, that that is neither here nor there. Let's talk about the Clippers. Let's talk about the Suns. When you see this matchup, and we don't know what's happened to Kawhi, and it looks like Chris Paul may be back Tuesday, Thursday, the latest. What do you see when you see this matchup going down? I think we're seeing uh, lightning in a bottle with Phoenix, man. I mean, this this has been going since the bubble last year. These boys have been bought into what Monty's preaching. The style of play is reminiscent of of, of like 80s, like just showtime. This just ball just moves and guys are just attacking. And you see guys just attacking the rack and this unknown cats just, you know, uh, uh, getting, you know, easy looks and sideshow bob hairdo dudes making threes and and, and cp3 <laughs> didn't even play and guys are still playing with confidence in book it's about cam johnson <laughs> yeah and guys out there just falling and, and, and in book everybody's keep trying to put kobe on him like he got the, the next mamba and i'm kind of like well I'm, I'm trying to see the deficiencies in his game so he can't be the mamba but i'm like well shoot if he's embodied the mamba this team is just lined up for a championship man because you got Aiden playing like an all-star you got book playing like Mamba. I mean, you came in. I mean, this dude's mid-range game is, is, is reminiscent of, of CP3 and his, his, his best heyday, even though CP3 playing his best ball now. Mm-hmm. But the way he gets to that corner pocket and this far back defense everybody's playing, it's there every single time. So I don't know, man. Even with Kawhi Leonard playing, if he was healthy, if I would be as confident as I was prior to this series being the, the matchup. So at this point, I mean, Terrence Mann might have had a, a, a dream coming out party uh, uh, the other night. But what we saw the first game, I believe, Clipper squad. Yeah, but I do believe the Suns have a formula, man, that right now the only team that could stop them possibly is the team in the East. Man, listen, when the Lakers had him almost at the top of their list for the head coach, he turned it down. They were kind of, he was kind of waiting on him. He said, you know, I'm just going to take this son's job. You see why? Monty Williams is no one to play with people. And he's a man of faith, too. I know you can respect that. He does, oh, yeah. not, he does not cuss. He does not do any of that stuff. And he keeps himself. He never gets too high, never gets too low. This man knows his X's and O's. And the tragedy that happened with him took a step away from the game. People must have forgot. This man right here is a basketball savant. And he knows how to make different game plans. And he makes adjustments. 
And the, what you see, I've said it when they beat the Lakers. I said the only way they could beat the Lakers if it's DeAndre Ayton is the key. And look, lo and behold, DeAndre Ayton was putting up 20 and 10 every night, shooting 90%. I mean, this man is something. And he's blocking shots. And he, could, he, and he was guarding the perimeter. Yeah. People forget, last season, reason why they didn't do so well, Aiden, he was suspended for half the season, 41 games. Mm-hmm. They forget. That's why they didn't do so well. But you add Chris Paul, you add that poise. You get yeah. you get Jay Crowder, you add some toughness. So now this team is poised to, I believe, can win it all easily. Because if you look right now, they've won eight games straight. That's not easy to do. I can't remember the last time that's happened in the playoffs. I want to say it was the Lakers. Eight games straight. They've won eight games straight in the playoffs. Eight games straight, seven of them are double digits. They're skating. They're skating. And the way they're playing right now, with all the – see, this is what I like about them. You know, and you know, I'm not really rooting for them. I like Monty, but I'm not rooting for him. Chris Paul would be a great story, but he's a dirty player. But this is what I like about them. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I like about them. I like the fact that their role players step up big in big moments. What do I mean by that? Cameron Payne. People forgot all about this brother. And I've never seen him play like this when he was in OKC. Yeah. This, his shot is ugly. You can tell, but you can tell you worked on it because it looks played. so ugly and that bud boy go in. If he's wide open, it's like, you, you'd you be surprised he missed it. That's, you got a guy coming off the bench who was out of the league looking like Ratatouille, hmm. knocking down trays like they're going out of style. Like you, when he shoots, you think it's Klay Thompson out there. Yeah. I mean, and you have him. You got Cam Johnson jumping out the gym. You know, you got these boys coming off the bench doing big things and Aiden playing out of his mind. Listen, Crowder hitting those threes, getting in people's head, looking like a better P.J. Tucker. Come on, man. It, it, it's, it's, it's man, the Suns are for real. And if, if the, and this is another thing. Suns are for real. Moving to the Clippers. The Clippers almost won that game. Yeah. Little mistakes here and there. I mean, I know they have no Kawhi, but if you look at them, the Clippers have won. They went on a little streak with Kawhi out. Yeah, I mean, the ball moves better without Kawhi. That's my point. But when you get to a game six or a game seven and there are no easy buckets, you need a Kawhi. So I'm just thinking to beat the Suns, they will need everybody they got. They need them all because they're going to start keying on PG-13 at some point. And then Terrence Mann is going to have to show up as if he was an all-star. So I just think right now the Suns are just so, so well put together, so well coached. It's going to take it's going to take a, a, a incredible coaching performance by Ty Lue. And he's been incredible. I mean, this man has brought them back from 2-0 twice down, mm-hmm. you know, and, and things that have never been done before, bringing the Clippers to a Western Conference final. Mm-hmm. The Clippers, man, the Clippers were, were, were they didn't have champagne. They had soda pop. <laughs> but they was uh they were celebrating that once in a lifetime moment that they finally got somewhere that they've never been before. I was actually happy for them, man. And it's just like, well, you know, who knows how far they can go? That might have been their championship because the Suns ain't gonna be no easy win. And with Kawhi Leonard's sideline, I think the the buck stops here. I think the Suns go ahead and uh, finish this in six. I think that's really the major issue is Kawhi Leonard being silent. I, and then it's another thing. Even if he was in there, I think, actually, I think it's easier for the Suns because it's easier for them to play if he was there because it's easier for them to key in defensively. The ball doesn't move as much. With Kawhi Leonard, he needs a good point guard. He's a He needs a great point guard to orchestrate the offense because Kawhi is good for the clutch, but throughout the game, it's easier to key on them defensively. And their, their defense doesn't seem to be as great because, okay, the reason why the Clippers give up so many points when Kawhi's there, they're like, wait, they have great perimeter defenders. You know why? Because transition points. They give up those transition points easily because it's easy for defense to key on them. They get turnovers. They get stops. They run on them. 
If you're getting your set, okay, now they're a great defensive team with Pat Bev, Kawhi, and PG-13. This was going to happen. When the Clippers push this to a six-game series, which I think they're going to do, without Kawhi, they're going to be like, okay, wait a minute. And Paul George has already committed five years. Kawhi has not. They're going to have to make a decision. They're either going to re-sign Kawhi for the max and ship PG, or they're going to stay with PG and, and just not offer Kawhi the max. And I think that's what's going to have to happen because they can see that Paul George really isn't truly the problem. He plays better without Kawhi. And when they both play well, it's cool, but then you don't, unless you get another guard who can move the offense, that team's not going to go anywhere. So they have a lot to discuss. They, I already got them written off. They, they may not win it. Um, because, because if they do beat the Suns, which will be heroic, they're not going to beat the Bucks. No, they <laughs> they're not going to beat the Bucks. So they don't have I, the toughness. Phoenix has a chance of beating the Bucks, but I don't, I don't see them beating the Bucks. So, um, do you have anything else on that before I before I move on? Uh, no, man. I'm just glad we got some good ball. I mean, it's man. just it's just even if it's not the Lakers and not the Sixers, I'm still pretty intrigued by these matchups. And uh, like I said, these these coaches, man, Nate McMillan and Ty Lu and uh, Monty Williams, they're really making us proud, man. And this uh, Juneteenth weekend, we mm. they put your fist in the air, man. They're doing a good job. Man, you know what? That's a perfect transition to my next point. Before I even go to that transition, I want to echo what you're saying about the playoffs. Yes, I'm a diehard Laker fan. And I think I got my taste because we, you know, we have the most championships of all time winning last year. And um, so, but I still appreciate good basketball. And the, what's riveting is the storylines. It's showing that the future of the NBA is bright. To have all these young players evolving and to see teams that have never made it this far. Or teams like the Bucks who haven't been this far in a very long time since the days of Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and the big O. That's a long time ago. It's a long time. Atlanta Hawks having a chance to go to the finals. I don't think they've ever been to the finals. So you, wow. you, imagine having the Clippers versus the Hawks in the finals and teams that have never came close to winning it. Dominique Wilkins I mean, never been to the finals? He never went to the finals, brother. Wow. He's going against too many good teams. Detroit, Boston, Chicago. He was, he was born at the wrong time, brother. That can't was get, it. Couldn't get one. Can't get one. Even the Knicks got there. They couldn't get there. Well, that was, so. a, that was a Sixers excuse. Winning is hard. <laughs> <laughs> 29 teams didn't make it. <laughs> man, man. The Nets didn't make it, so we didn't make it, so it's hard. I was like, My oh. goodness. This show is brought to you by Pure Diamond Auto. With Pure Diamond Auto, they take the dirt out of the car business and make it pure. Pure Diamond Auto has a team of former finance and sales managers who can guide you through all the tricks of the trade. Go to www.purediamondautola.com today and use promo code TIME for a free consultation. That's promo code TIME. That's purediamondautola.com. What can I say? I love PDA. All right, it's my favorite part of the show. It's the happy birthday, so let's go. We got Meryl Streep turning 72 this week, and ex-boxer Mia St. John turning 54 this week, and Hodge Man, because Portia Williams is turning 40 this week, Clyde the Glide Drex is turning 59, and Cindy Lauper is turning 68, and Willis Reeves turning 79, Danny Green's turning 34, Mel Brooks is turning 95, wow, and no, 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 Dikembe Mutombo's turning 55 this week, Carson Daly's turning 48, and Bradley Bills turning 28. Jason Mraz is turning 44 this week. 
and Vera Wang turning 72. And Mindy Kaling from The Office and Mindy Project is turning 42 this week. And Randy Jackson is turning 65. And Monet Davis, the baseball player, she's turning 20 this week. And Lionel Messi's turning 34. And Lala Anthony, she's out there on the prowl now, guys. She is single, getting divorced from Carl Milo. She is turning 40 this week. And Solange Knowles is turning 35. And the father of Steph and Seth turning 59, 57 this week. I'm sorry, that's Dale Curry. And from the series Flash, Candace Patton turning 33. Derek Jeter turning 47, and Ariana Grande is turning 28. And John Elway is turning 61. And hide your kids, hide your dogs. Michael Vick's turning 41. King Batch turning 33, and Elon Musk turning 50. And Rudy Gobert, the Defensive Player of the Year, turning 29. And Khloe Kardashian turning 37. And the worst, I said the worst, Spider-Man, Tobey Maguire, turning 46. And Gabby Wilson, you may know her as her, is turning 24. And Pam from Martin, Tashina Arnold's turning 52. And finally, Kathy Bates, turning 73. We have some honorable mentions. Probably the, if not one of the, would have been the best point guard of all time. Pistol Pete Marriage, who passed away in 1988, would have been 79 this week. And Debo, or Zeus, Tommy Lister. Passed away just last year, would have been 63 this week. And from Wham, George Michael passed away in 2016. And perfect for Pride Week, Pride Month, I'm sorry, would have been 58 this week. And Anthony Bodain, who tragically killed himself back in 2018, would have been 65 this week. And Mr. Miyagi, Pat Morita, passed away in 2005, would have been 89 this week week well that's all of our birthdays this week guys now back to our show So back back to the back to representation in, in, in these positions of power in sports, I'm gonna leave in general, of course, focus in the NBA, where you can see by giving these coaches, and it's funny to give them chances, even though Ty Lue's already a championship coach. You know, it seems like only one coach of color in the NBA gets all the chances, Doc Rivers, but look, he's overrated. Just like I call him a coconut because he's not really like us, to be honest with you. I'm sorry. <laughs> he's not and, like He's not like us. We're not yeah. built the same. But but and, and it shows. He he reminds me of Coach Bud. You know who I really think he is? He's like Carl. I put him and Carla on the same breath. Yeah. People want to give Carla all the praise. And milking that one chip. Milking that one chip. And it, and his chip was more noticeable though. He beat the Heatles, okay. But that was their first year together. Yeah. So and, and, and you had Dirk on his in his bag. And you still had Jason Kidd, another Hall of Famer, in there as well. Let's not act like he just had no he had a bunch of bums. That's no, how people say it. Was a great squad. It was a great squad. It was they were, they were beating everybody that year. But right. he's living off of that. He's been very stubborn. I, I wrote off Carlisle when he said Chris Stasperzingas, uh, but they were saying put him in the post. He's seven foot three. He said, that's not the way games played today. You know, he is this is better basketball. He was just defiant to not working with the pieces he had, trying to make them do things he wanted versus just working what you have and adjusting like a Ty Lue. So I've never been on the Carlisle bandwagon. I felt like he was too um, pompous. I, I remember the situation with him and Rondo. That to me was glaring. That should never happen in the NBA. I, I know Rondo's to blame. They blame Rondo, but Rondo's not an idiot. He gave a lot of praise to the Vogel staff because they actually respected everyone's voice and gave everyone a voice, all the coaching staff and all the veteran players where Carlisle didn't do that. He bumped his Adonches, he bumped his Brazingas, and he saw his way out the door. What do you got to say about, oh, and before I even move with that, 
the underrepresentation. Who was the executive of the year? That was that was Jones over there in um in Phoenix. Black yep. man, James Jones used to play with LeBron in Miami. Who 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 was the coach of the year? Monty Williams once again with with Phoenix. And now look at Phoenix is not known as the best ownership. But they got out of their way and said, you know what? We're going to get out of our past transgressions and just hire the best overall candidates. Yeah. So what do you think about the diaspora, how things may change with even the NFL and the NBA looking at just the best overall person should get the job? I think the NBA is worlds ahead of the NFL in that regard and that they want to win because there's so much money to be made when you have a successful franchise. And the NBA uh, uh, culture is 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 one where the players dictate who they want to listen to so that's why you have a a a, a handsome amount of black coaches in the nba when you have was it 85 percent of the league is black so it makes sense to have more black coaches and they have you know players like lebron james and you know kd who have the power to hire and fire uh indirectly so it isn't it's not surprising to me but they still have that boys club mentality where Carlisle will get the job in Boston most likely. And, you know, we'll have a job next week, despite him not being uh, as, as great as some people have tabbed him to be. But I just know the boys club mentality works in all these different uh, organizations and in these different um, leagues. And that, you know, it's hard to find a good coach. That's why Doc Rivers keeps getting hired. It's hard to find a good leader of a team, even if he's not the guy. You can't get Popovich every time you hire a new coach. That's why you can't fire a coach so quick because you don't have a good replacement. So it's very hard to find good leadership. I just know when we have good brothers coaching, um, it's up for us to uh, support. That's why I was so mad about James Harden leaving Houston when they had an up-and-coming black coach and he didn't give him a shot. And he ran up to, uh, 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 to, to Brooklyn to be with the, uh, the, the second coming of the Heat. So, you know, I just know that with a rookie coach, with a with rookie, rookie coach. coach, rookie right coach, just because his name had a little juice. But we don't know if Steve Nash can coach yet. We still don't know. But I just know that um, the NBA has made an effort and I applaud them. We got black owners in the NBA. We got, you know, black executives. And I just know that that's because the players have great union and they will they can demand what they want. Um, and um, the NFL can't. The NFL is very much still a, a good old boys organization. So, you know, it's very blaring, and then nothing will ever happen because guys ain't willing to sit out. Guys ain't willing to really, really protest. So you got what you got. You know, guys love football to the to the point of their own detriment. So it is what it is. But I applaud the NBA for putting out a good product and having great representation, and then actually having uh, the balls to actually point that out that that's what they are. They are trying to do is have equality and equity within the, the organization organization and association and i don't want and I, don't, I got a lot of people listening to this who are from every different color shades of the rainbow and i don't want y'all to believe and get to this this thing like you don't see the stephen a's of the world we're not pushing race what we're it's trying to push best is the candidate <laughs> correct and we're not we're not trying to have a a uh, uh, uh what do you call it affirmative action type thing when actually yes. affirmative actually actually helped white women more than anyone but we're not going to get into that <laughs> What we're trying to do, because even the female coaches, we got some female coaches being pushed ahead in yes, the yes. NBA. So yeah. you have people here just because you're a female don't mean you don't know basketball. Some of the best basketball minds ever for females. So it's, it's, it's just about hiring the right people, not about who you feel cool with at the water cooler you want to go to the country club with. At the end of the day, well, this is what I like about my car business. When I've been in the car business for several years um, because I and I was a hothead. I would yell and go off and say, you know what? I'm going to get a job tomorrow because you know why? I was talented. I was judged by my production. And they always say this about NFL, NBA players, athletes in general. 
when you are more trouble than you are producing, hmm. that's when we're done with you. When yeah. you when you so by my actions, by me selling 25, 30 cars a month, they will put up with my and not saying I, I did that purposely, but I knew I could get a job anywhere I wanted to. They will they don't care how I look, six foot three, 260 pound black man. They didn't care if I scared some customers away. Cause you know why? I still tw- sold 25, 30 cars. It, it didn't matter because they, they wanted my production. Cause you know what? The only color that mattered in that business green. was green. Green. And green. and 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 with all the money that's pumped into these organizations for being champions, how you can increase the ticket sales, the extension of even selling tickets, the jersey sales that's going to increase, the the media dollars going to increase, all the salaries, everybody gets more money, a bigger cut of the pie when you make it to the playoffs, go long in the playoffs, and then inevitably win a championship. You get fans for a generation mm-hmm. off of just going to the championship. Look at people still wearing Charles Barkley shoes and jerseys. Still so, wearing AI jerseys, and he only just got there. He got there one time and, and beat the Lakers one, one time. time. That's all he needed to be <laughs> a god in Philly. Can't go nowhere and pay for nothing. So at the end of the day, it's more profitable. So I don't understand this. This whole thing is starting to phase out, and I'm thank God for that. You have people like Ujuri in Toronto, and look at now James Jones over here, and look what they're doing. I can see Phoenix winning it all. And James Jones is executive of the year for a reason, like Ujiri was in Toronto. And, and it's not about color, it's about you got the best candidate. You did not say, I'm gonna, you took a chance yeah. on someone else that you did maybe not feel comfortable with. You may not invite to your house for, 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 for Christmas or Thanksgiving, but he's a good employee. He's doing the best job for your organization. I think it's hilarious because you got James Jones in, in Phoenix and you got Dwayne Wade as an owner in Utah. And the <laughs> fan base, both fan bases yeah. have a history uh, yeah. similar to that of Boston and, and places like that. But yeah. I just think the color barriers are going to be broken down if you like it or not. Yeah. We're all for equality and equity. If you ain't on that side of, of history, then you're just going to be upset about it because it's the way to go, man. It's the way to go, man. I, I hear that 125,000%. All right, man. So let's move over to the NFL real quick. Um, we see a lot of things happening in the NFL. Um, Aaron Rodgers doing what he's doing. Um, we still haven't heard anything about Deshaun Watson. Is he going to play this season? What's going on with that? And, um, you know, and also, furthermore, what about these Bucks? Is it just a foregone conclusion that the Bucks are going to win it all? Let me know how you feel about the status of the NFL right now. Uh, right now, man, it's just. I'm just excited and giddy that there's camp going on. I mean, my buddies are Rams fans went to the camp, the open practices a couple weeks ago. I actually picked the Rams and win the whole thing. I don't think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers can sustain that perfect uh, 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 wave that they they went through through the playoffs and through the Super Bowl championship. I think, you know, it's a game of of of, of somewhat of luck. Things have to fall your way for a period of time for you to have success over a long period of time. And you got an old quarterback. He had a really good team, top to bottom, without very many injuries. And, uh, you know, you had a rental in, in, in AB. I just don't think everything will happen as it should. It's hard to repeat, very hard to repeat in the NFL. Um, so I just think if someone else will probably, I'll, I'll bet against the, I'll, I'll bet the field, my two bucks, my my customary two bucks goes on the field this year. And I'm, two dollar bet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't think the bucks will repeat. It's not going to be as easy as it was last year. And it wasn't easy last year. We thought the Chiefs were going to walk through. But as we saw how the injuries 
hit them as well. But they've revamped their line. Their, their line looks like it's going to be a, a formidable one. So I think the Chiefs will be back in it. The Bucks will be in it. I got the Rams in it. A-Ron a- plays. The, uh, the Packers will be in it. Um, you know, I don't think Deshaun Watson plays this year. He got bigger fish to fry, so to speak. Um, and he has to fry those fish, if you want to put it that way, um, that have <laughs> defamed his name. Um, and, you know, you got the um, the young man in uh, Las Vegas that I'm pretty sure you're going to segue to it. Uh, uh, Nasib came out uh, the closet, and I don't think he's even a big factor. Can you play football, bro? That's all we care about. I don't think he's even a big deal in 2021 if you're gay because you're not the only one. It's at least 10% of the NFLs is homosexual. But uh, they're in so, the closet, though. I'm going to yeah, talk yeah. about that later. Yeah, yeah, but I just think that it's not that big of an uh, uh, issue as it was maybe in the 80s and 90s. But today, I think people are more concerned can you play? You know what I'm saying? If you can produce and the team has accepted you and i think they will because they've already played with them it's not like this is a rookie like when the first guy came out but it's just you know the whole thing is can you can you perform man in any area of business like you said the biggest the most important color is green and the same thing as far as production is concerned i don't care what you do at your at your house what you do behind closed doors can you come here and do your job and do it at a high level so the nfl man has the the bones to have a great season as we're seeing everything open up, all these stadiums going to be full. I can't wait to see SoFi Stadium full, man. I was wishing that people would come to town. We can get, get our head beat in by the Rams in SoFi. Uh, but, you know, we're going to have a rough season. I know that. But uh, I think it's going to be some good ball across the board, man. A lot of teams have retooled. Some good-looking rookies came in this year. So, I'm, uh, again, a sports fan. I'm a, I'm a fan of players. I'm an Eagles fan, but I know we're going to suck for a couple years. But I'm still want to see how these rookies play, man. So I'm really excited about the upcoming NFL season. Man, I just came from Vegas the other week, and I went to go visit my stadium, and it's gorgeous. The Death <laughs> Star is amazing, um, from top to bottom. Um, they, man, I don't want to, man. I, the field, how they could just bring the field from outside, inside, and all that, man. It was just amazing, just amazing. So um, it's just something to behold as your Dodgers getting beat up, but uh, got beat up by the by the. Uh, by the Padres. Uh, Padres, yep. But it, it's something to behold out there. And I'm going to be in Vegas. It gives me an excuse to be in Vegas several times a year. So I'll be out there four to six, eight times going to those games, man. I'll miss church. I'm sorry. I'll watch it online. <laughs> but, but, but I'm going to be going down there. But um, with this season, and, and I feel like it's going to be a competitive year. I can't wait to go to the stadiums, like you said. But with the season right now, you already gave me your faves. You're thinking maybe the Rams may have a strong year. You're saying Kansas City may have a strong year. Um, who's your sleepers? Who do you look at as your sleepers this year to come out or, or to just cause them a ruckus in the league? Sleepers, man, I'm they're not necessarily a sleeper, but I do look to see the 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 process come to uh, somewhat of a, a, a head in Baltimore. I want to see the Ravens do something. I want to see uh, Jackson. Uh, silence the critics that he I mean right now they can't film him I, I believe the media can't film him in practice or whatever his throwing motion or whatever but I just I'm tired of hating on my man and uh, I, I hope the Ravens can make some noise um, the Titans picking up Julio Jones you would you would you would think they would be doing something uh, but you know they want to run a football so I'm not very excited about that uh, but I am but, but, but he gives them an end zone threat he don't score 
No, they weren't. They weren't targeting him in his own in, in Atlanta. But now they, 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 they probably will here. They targeted him. It just never worked. I guess it was a scheme. Man, we getting our head beat in. The Dodgers getting their head beat in. Uh, but yeah, I, 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 I want to see what the Cardinals do. I want to see what the uh, see the, the, the Chargers with that that rookie quarterback they had last year that won Rookie of the Year. He was very impressive. Did they put some guys around him? They got a new coaching. Got rid of the brother. Yeah, Atlanta, yeah so. I, I hated that move, but you know, I guess you got to do what you got to do. Uh, what, like you said, that carousel and, and, and opportunities for brothers is real, real, real thin. It's, a, it's not a carousel when you're black, man. Yeah, you just out. It's, it's a one and done. Bros get fired. Bros get fired. White guys get <laughs> part ways. Mutually, mutually part ways. And, yeah. uh, and, and our, our, our white homeboys would agree. Our white homeboys out that come on the show, they know yeah. what we're talking about. It's not yeah. racial. It's just what we observe and we know it's true. And uh, yeah. but yeah, man, I just and I know the NFC East has to be better this year than last year. I don't know what happened last year, but the entire division stunk it up. But I believe can't get worse. Can't get no worse. But I believe the Reds, well, not the Redskins, the, the football team. The football team has a good foundation. The Cowboys have a really good looking offense. I hate to say, but that defense is still shaky. So I don't think they'll do very much. Um, but you know, the football giants in New York, man. I don't know. They might be the ones that might come out to NF- NFC least. Uh, the Eagles, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a pull for us, but I'm gonna be realistic, man. We ain't got much. Yeah, the, the funny thing is, uh, this season, I believe the NFC East has is, is got touted with the AFC West. So you got to go against Kansas City twice. Uh, each team, everybody's got to go through Kansas City. They got to go through um, Vegas Raiders, Chargers, like you, all those teams you name. NFC East got to go up against the AFC West. I don't know if you knew that. So that's going to be a tough one for you guys this year because that's a tough division. AFC well, West is a, is a it, besides if if they could get Aaron Rodgers in Denver. <laughs> oh, <man>. uh, <laughs> boy, that, that's why I can't wait for that shooter drop. When when Aaron Rodgers makes his decision, what's going to happen? And if he leaves Green Bay, that's the only thing we need to be paying attention to. Where's Aaron Rodgers going? And is he going back to Green Bay? I don't think so. It's the same thing. I forgot as a player in the NBA. He's not going like Phil. Uh, uh, it's not the same as Ben Simmons, but Ben Simmons is not coming back. He's not coming back. <laughs> you know. But, but, it, 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 but if you you're know, if you're the owner of Green, well, I guess Green Bay is owned by the people, right? They're owned by the people. So man. who could fire the GM that Aaron Rodgers doesn't like? It don't matter. They could fire him. He's still not coming back. He's already been disrespected. He, and the thing, this is the thing. He see what happened with, with with Brady, and he's like, he's like, I'm never gonna catch Brady anyway. That's why he don't care. He out there because I'm not gonna catch Brady. Brady's a goat. I'm just gonna be who I'm gonna be. I might as well at least be happy. So yeah. we gonna that, host Jeopardy with one championship? No, no, no. He gonna play somewhere now. Watch, just sit and watch. When he come back to play. Denver might be the number one option, my friend. So, you know, that's how I'm looking at the NFL right now. I don't have any sleepers. I just I just hope to see good football. I think I think one thing's evident is that the Buccaneers gonna ball out and the and the Bengals gonna suck. But anyway. He <laughs> <laughs> gotta pay taxes and the Bengals gonna suck. And the Bengals gonna suck. So right now I'm gonna I'm gonna give this one to you. Open floor right now before we head out. This is your segment. I'm gonna call it what you got. On any topic, don't matter what what you got spitfire all you no interruptions oh man i don't have a whole lot but i want to see sky diggins versus jones this august in the wnba we have bona fide beef amongst the ladies that has stemmed from the wobble look think back from the wobble when skyler threw the ball off jones and she hit her probably in the upper torso, not the leg, when she took the ball off her to throw it out of bounds. And they've been beefing ever since. So last week's Twitter battle was while we showcasing 
this light-skinned pretty girl. She ain't do nothing. She lost. Why don't you showcase her? And Skylar claps back saying, hey, how come I can't get a highlight? What's good? Shut the F up. And mm. I was like, oh, we got boob. We got beef. We got beef. So now, this is what we've been talking about for the last two or three years. How can we as a marketing team uh, raise uh, uh, interest in the WNBA? I believe our boy Lonnie Graham posted a picture of our new uh, 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 eye candy up in, uh, I forgot where she plays, but is that what we need? I'm more excited about the Twitter beef matchup <laughs> between the two point guards than I am about, you know, there being a lot more feminine women in the WNBA. I think it all plays a part, but I'm more excited about there being bona fide animosity between players not to the point of fisticuffs but just intensity i just need to see a storyline that's gonna say hey now we're not just saying these teams don't like each other they really don't like each other you might want to watch this one that's the kind of stuff i'm talking about that's i mean going back to the essence of being a, a fan What's, what's your fandom? What do you want to see? What do you want to hear? What do you want to experience? I wasn't entrenched. I was in, engulfed in the Nets versus the Bucks last five minutes. The, 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 the regulation, to KD's foot on the line, to, to him airballing the last shot. And I, I didn't even care he airballed the shot. KD gave you his life in that series. So I commend KD on his effort. That's last shot. Hey, man, everybody is 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 afforded a, a mulligan it just happened at a bad time for him and in the heart the buck showed by not succumbing to the nets uh uh everyone picking the nets to go ahead and finish them off so the intrigue the 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 spectacle of being a fan has been re-established for me man from sky digs having a twitter battle to kd scoring 50 and playing every single minute and Giannis matching him you know going minute for minute with him and superstars showing up and giving us gang sevens and all this mb playing on a torn uh, meniscus just all the stuff that sports afford us as these guys being larger than life individuals uh uh, uh superheroes if you say uh, if you want to say it that way uh giving us entertainment man because i don't like to get beyond the fact that sports is just entertainment it's not life or death for us as fans but i just know that it's, it's a way for us to get through this life and have some 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 fun to have right. some some entertainment just you know I, I thank them man i mean i think they should get every penny that they are they're 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 paid uh but you know i'm just thankful man that things are opening back up that we can see the game go back to the game like I can go to a Dodger game now and, and, and me and my son can go sit in right field and eat Dodger dogs all night and, and have a good time. So I might go to Thursday. You want to go? They're going, they're playing the Cubs. Oh, uh, I don't know. Uh, $83 if, I, a if ticket. I'm free, $83 a ticket for mm, a right, right field. Uh, I forget. Yeah, I think so. No, no, uh, no. It's not right. It's not right. Field. It's, 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 it's um on the right side of the, uh, the uh, dugout. Yes, yeah, sir. Yeah, I'll let you know. I might have something going on that day. I think I uh, might have committed to a, a basketball game or something. But yeah, man. So I don't, you know, like I have nothing uh, uh, really definitive. But like I said, just the, the the spectacle and intrigue is 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 growing, man. I just really appreciate the, the professional athletes right now for for giving us that piece of normalcy back, man. Staying there, putting themselves on the line. 
and and being 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 authentic and transparent man speaking what's on their mind and girls fighting on twitter it's it's, it's getting good man so I'm, i love I'm, it man pumped up yeah but i'm gonna stick on the wnba tip um because i know what you're talking about and i do love that i remember you brought that to my attention and I was like, wow, that's pretty deep. But they, you know, they had some fisticuffs before with, with, with uh, d- uh, it was a Detroit team. I forgot the name of the team um, against the, my Sparks. And Lisa Leslie got pushed down by the coach, Mahorn, and all those fisticuffs back then. And I, that was good to see. Or was that Candace Parker? No, no, that was Lisa Leslie got pushed down. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. So, um, you know, I, I love that Candace Parker got to an altercation a couple years ago as well. So I love that. And um, speaking on Candace Parker, she's playing for now her home team, the Chicago Sky. They started off pretty poorly. Now they won five straight since Candace Parker's been in the lineup. So they're looking for a late push to get into the playoffs. We'll see how that goes down. Um, my Sparks have fallen to the cellar, the, the worst team in, in the West. So, and the Storm in Seattle still balling. So Seattle Storm only lost two games in the season after they already changed over their Hall of Fame coach and got um, uh, uh, the fourth black female coach in WNBA history. So I'm excited about that. So the WNBA looks bright. You do have pretty young ladies, but you also have some ballers too. They, they can ball like Kaiser and, and, and Taya Cooper and all those other young ladies. And you said like Skyler Diggins, the original in my opinion. Um, so, man, I, 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 it is looking really good what's happening amongst the league. Um, before we get out of here, we got to shout out the NHL. They're also in the playoffs. We can't just leave them hanging. Right now, the, the Lightning took a 3-2 lead over the um, over the Islanders just last night or, you know, really tonight. And they went ahead, did that, blew them out 8 to nothing to take a 3-2 series lead. And later on today, you'll have the Vegas Golden Knights versus the Montreal Canadiens as that series is dotted up at 2-2. So the semis looking great. It's, it's looking like uh, NBA East. It was just knotted up. People going seven. Love it. Love the sports, man. Hey, brother, man. AC, AC Sports Live. Man, I appreciate you coming in and blessing the show once again. Yes, sir. You never miss. Uh, appreciate it, man. I need to bring you on because I knew your team lost. Man. I had to hear from you, man. Man. <laughs> ben Simmons better be shooting right now. Ben Simmons better be outside shooting right now. <laughs> He's um, keeping up with the Kardashians. He better not play for the Australian the Australian national team and go out oh, there. No, he already said he's not. He already yeah. said he's not playing. He's not playing. See, that man shook, bro. He's he, not playing. Harden playing for L, uh, USA, though, but he's not playing for uh, Harden shouldn't play either, but that's another topic. That's not shook, my team. Man. Ben I don't is, care. Ben is shook. <laughs> ben is shook ones. What's that song by uh, Mob Deep? Yeah, that's a great song, by the way. Shook ones. He's man. he's done. That yeah, that's so may make that's so may make my show. There's too many things to, uh, to bleep out, so maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> All right, brother. Well, I appreciate you, man, and, and I'll talk to you later, man. You have a blessed rest of your day. Yes, sir. All right, All right man. Bro. Later. We do not own the rights to this music. Fuck all you hoes. Get a grip, motherfucker. Yeah. This album is dedicated to all the teachers that told me I never amount to nothing. To all the people that lived above the buildings that I was hustling from that called the police on me when I was just trying to make some money to feed my daughter. And all the niggas in the struggle. You know what I'm saying? It's all good, baby, baby. Uh. It was all a dream. I used to read Word Up magazine. Something pepper and heavy D up in the limousine. Hanging pictures on my wall. Every Saturday, rap attack Mr. Magic Molly Mall. 
I let my tape rock till my tape pop. Smoking weed and bamboo, sipping on private stock. Way back when I had the red and black lumberjack with the hat to match. Remember rapping Duke? The hard, the hard. You never thought that hip hop would take it this far. Now I'm in the limelight 'cause I rhyme tight. Time to get paid, blow up like the world's trade. Born sinner, the opposite of a winner. Remember when I used to eat sardines for dinner? Peace to Raw D, Brucey B, Kid Capri, Funk Master Flex, Love Bug, Star Ski. I'm blowing up like you thought I would. Call a crib, same number, same hood. It's all good. Uh. And if you don't know, now you know, nigga. Uh. And personal with Robin Leach, and I'm far from cheap. I smoke smoke with my peeps all day. Spread love, it's the Brooklyn way. The Moet and Alize keep me pissy. Girls used to diss me, now they write letters 'cause they miss me. I never thought it could happen. This rapping stuff. I was too used to packing gats and stuff. Now honeys play me close like butter play toast. From the Mississippi down to the East Coast, condos and queens in dough for weeks. Sold out seats to hear Biggie Small speak. Living life without fear, putting five carrots in my baby girl ear. Lunches, brunches, interviews by the pool. Considered a fool 'cause I dropped out of high school. Stereotypes of a black male misunderstood, and it's still all good, uh. And if you don't know, now you know, nigga. Genesis. When I was dead broke, man, I couldn't picture this. 50-inch screen, money green, leather sofa. Got two rides, a limousine with the chauffeur. Phone bill about two G's flat. No need to worry, my accountant handles that. And my whole crew is lounging, celebrating every day. No more public housing. Thinking back on my one-room shack. Now my mom pimps a act with me on her back. And she loves to show me off, of course. Smiles every time my face is up in the sauce. We used to fuss when the landlord dissed us. No heat. Wonder why Christmas missed us. Birthdays was the worst days. Now we sip champagne when we thirsty. Uh, damn right I like the life I live. 'Cause I went from negative to positive, and it's all. And if you don't know, now you know, nigga. Uh. And if you don't know, now you know, nigga. And if you don't know, now you know, nigga. Representing B Town in the house, Junior Mafia, Mass Label, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Where do we start? Where do we begin? Once again, on our soapbox, it's always something we can talk about. But being this is the end of Pride Month, I celebrate to all those 
of the LGBTQ plus community. It seemed like those letters keep longer and longer. My goodness. I remember it was LGB <laughs> for lesbian, gay, and bi. Now it's so many others. But fittingly so, because there's so many different types of people who fit into their different, I guess you want to say, categories. And more so Pride Month because, you know, I had a younger brother who also was homosexual and it was very difficult for him to, as you would say, quote unquote, come out. And because of the world we live in, even in the scriptures we read, we see how in Sodom and Gomorrah, how the how God so much hated that. But not to get too much into that. Remember, we're not supposed to judge and let ye to be judged. All of us live in glass houses and allow people to live in their truths. The fact and the matter that people have to be in the closet and hide who they truly are and hide from the world who they are and who they love have to feel uncomfortable when they are walking around with their loved ones how it took so long for it to be even legal to be married to the one that they love to get the same rights voters rights and and taxes and stuff like that it's very similar see that's why being a black male we get discriminated against and it it should be easier for all people of any minority especially in this country to know that the struggles of being someone who is just different how they're not able the same liberties of those who are considered status quo which is a white man and a white woman how we had to go through the similar things of, uh, of discrimination it's the same thing when you sit there and you see two men kissing you're like oh but it's the same thing that those racist people see when they see just black people in their neighborhoods oh my god what are they doing here oh my god and it's the stigma we must get over we must go past that so I give credit to people like Jay Collins, who played for the Nets in an NBA for many years, but he was at the end of his career, you know, and he came out back in 2014. That was groundbreaking. It gave people more confidence. You have the Michael Sams who came out later in the NFL, but he never really made it big. But he was known more so about being um, openly gay than his acumen or his abilities on the field. So that's why when I hear one of my Raiders, Carl Nassib, come out, and some people on social media are like, well, what's the big deal? This, that, and the other thing. And they want to speak about, well, the women and the WNBA and other sports, uh, they've been in soccer, they've been doing this for years. I'm like, yeah, but it's not the same. See, in, 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 our, in our society, it's even deemed attractive even or sexy when you see two women kissing. Like, ooh, ooh, do that more. That's, that's nice. Even other women don't look at them in any sort of way. But it's something about the masculinity to see a man kiss a man you you're no longer masculine it's like ooh, makes you cringe even other women like ooh, i can't believe to they don't want to see it you know there's things that and being so overly masculine that toxic masculinity to where you can't even feel comfortable being friends with someone who may be homosexual makes you uncomfortable so now your teammates are like ooh, let me just go ahead and let me not say this because it could change my livelihood the guys may not interact with me the same. And it is things like that that we need to change. Those of you in, in the biblical realm and in the spiritual realm is, is not 
your job to judge. People love who you love. There's even more heightened ignorance where you have people who don't want their children to play in certain sports. I just call it out. They say, oh, I don't want my daughter to play basketball because she's going to become a homosexual. What kind of BS is that? You're acting as if homosexuality is something that you catch. Like it's a virus or something, like it's COVID. How ignorant is that? You don't just catch it. You don't just catch a feeling. This is who you are, walking your truth. There shouldn't have to be so many men on the down low out there in the world, just walking your truth so you can, because you feel as if you would not be accepted. And things like that can hurt other people. When you're sitting there, they feel like you're lying to them the whole time. How many men have sat there when they cheated on their spouses with other men? And then their kids and everything, you started a whole false life over here. Now you have children in the world who don't, they didn't ask to be here. Now you have a woman over here questioning herself like, well, I, I didn't ask for this. I, I wanted this and you gave me that. Just walk in your truth. The thing is, the thing that I give credit to people, these athletes, these male athletes who coming forward and him too, he's in, he's in his prime. He's in his 20s. Now see, I give him credit because there's people in the world who need the confidence to feel confident in themselves. They need to see people at the forefront who let them know it's okay to walk in your truth. Because there's, there's the suicide rate for those in the LGBTQ community is, it's, it's, multitudes above those who are heterosexual people who are heterosexual deal with things at different levels of anxiety and stuff like that they deal with so many different things just in normal days of life how things can affect their mental state imagine that of a person who's not allowed to live their truth who's not allowed who, who don't feel that they are allowed to be comfortable to be around people their peers their family because of who they choose to love. Sit on that for a little bit. Let that sizzle in your spirit. Because they were born and they felt this. And if, if any of you who have, have any sort of people in the LGBT community can attest to this, it's not something that they just grew up into. They knew very early who they were. A lot of times they have to fight that fight the urge to be who they truly are can you imagine how it could be in someone's brain when they're fighting with people in the spiritual realm called demons but they were fighting with their own identity of self you have some people in the black community who are fighting with the identity of self thinking that they actually are white because they have white friends they're their token white friend and like no I, I, I'm not black I'm OJ and what happens when you're brought to reality and realize no you are black. This is your identity. You don't get to be something because in your mind is something different. Imagine having a battle with that. When you know that you love a certain person that society says you're not supposed to love. And you have to battle with that and live in fear of just being your true self. Imagine the mental anguish that has to be to sit there and love a person that you have zero feelings for on that level. And you have someone over here that you truly, truly admire and desire, but society says that you cannot be with them. 
or even now society is more acceptable you don't feel comfortable because of the type of occupation you have you don't feel comfortable because of the type of religion you have you don't feel comfortable because of the things that happen in your own family that your mother or your father may disown you you don't feel comfortable to be who you are so I hope that people can start changing the dynamic on this. I hope that people can start elevating their minds on this. I hope that people can start to embrace the people for who they are. See, because this thing is bigger than the LGBTQ community people. This thing is bigger than just who someone chooses to sleep with. It goes across the entire diaspora between different religion, different races, and even, yes, yes, different sexes. You're treating people different. You're paying people different. You're doing different things to people who are just not like you. And it is wrong. We have to change how we think. We have to evolve as a people. And only then can we get to the certain level of excellence that we're striving to get to. When will we change? The dialogue has to begin. When we start to treat everyone as they should be treated, as equals, as human beings. Love thou neighbor as you so love yourself. Treat people as you want to be treated, as a human being. That's where we leave it this week. Until next time. that's it this week guys once again once again another great show appreciate my listeners remember to try to spread the word um get more people to listen because we got so much new dialogue coming along and you guys have been a blessing to me this has been very therapeutic and i just want to give a great shout out to uh a cause from ac sports live who's dropping in again and the track we had this week was juicy by biggie gotta represent Bronx or I'm sorry Brooklyn right now Brooklyn's in the house we have to represent Brooklyn as they exited the playoffs this week so it's more apropos to play the B.I.G. I believe for the first time in the show wow a whole year the first time we had Biggie West Coast bias Mm-mm-mm. sorry about that so remember to like share and of course subscribe now it's time for our final word who can bring what is pure from the impure no one a person's days are determined. You have decreed the number of his months and have set limits he cannot exceed. So look away from him and let him alone till he has put in his time like a hired laborer. At least there is hope for a tree. If it is cut down, it will sprout again and its new shoots will not fail. Its roots may grow old in the ground and its stump die in the soil. Yet. At the scent of water, it will bud and put forth shoots like a plant. But a man dies and is laid low. He breathes his last and is, is no more. As the water of a lake dries up or a riverbed becomes parched and dry, so he lies down and does not rise till the heavens are no more. People will not awake or be roused from their sleep. Job 14, 4 through 12. Remember to spread love, share love, embrace love, for God is love. Until next time, peace.